your body really likes to have this consistency. Well, guess what we do? Sometimes we wake up, we're rushing out the door and we don't eat. And then we're, we're starving. And we probably have a cup of coffee to fight off some of the appetite. And then we probably ate really bad last night. So we're like, okay, well, hopefully I'm burning fat right now. And then you go to lunch and you decide to go to Mad Taco and get some chips and guac and queso or, you know, that guac in your queso, queso, and a couple tacos. And now you're stuffed because you ate too many chips because you were too hungry. Well, let's just be honest. You just probably put in 1,500 to 1,800 calories, especially if you got a soft drink or tea with sugar. So now you're stuffed. And you're describing Chris Rea in 2010, <laughs> almost to a T right now. <laughs> Keep going. The, the cost of eating unhealthy is exponentially high. And that's what that taught me is when I went 12 weekends in a row without cheating, it was like every weekend you're gaining like a 10x return on investment. All right, Charlie, we're back again. Back on the podcast. Yeah, and luckily there's no um, smells that come through uh, the podcast I was about to right say, now. There is a stench in the room. There is. <laughs> Anybody Por- that has worked out with you knows that smell. There is a stench. And, and for those of you listening right now, I just got done working out and came right up here, sweating all, to. Uh, to, to do this podcast with Charlie. So I did put on a little right guard deodorant on the outside. So Which it's that. You can't smell at all. No, no, you can't. It's that aroma of sweet smelling garbage basically is what Charlie's subjected to up here. So as a matter of fact, Charlie, did you see uh, the latest message in the, um, in the bathroom on the little, on the, in the new bathrooms we've got? Since today, I have not. Since today. Go in there and look. I, I have an idea who it might have been, but it basically says Chris Reyes smells on there. That's the latest message, you know? How appropriate for this podcast. Exactly. Exactly, right? So. In fact, I think that's what we'll title today's <laughs> Chris Reyes smells. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, good. Well, Charlie, I thought what we talk about today um, is we've got, we've got nutrition we got a nutrition challenge going on. I think nutrition is always a good topic to talk about, particularly when it comes to CrossFit and the gym and everything else. It's a very polarizing topic. Um, there's not one right answer that, that fits into it. So um, I think we can – we got a bunch of rabbit holes we can go down yeah, with that. Love so love it. Let's do it. So I think let's start – let's just kind of start about the challenge. Jordan's, uh, Jordan's doing a, a kind of a different nutrition challenge. Let's kind of start there and, and yeah, just so tell me how that's this going. This challenge is really more – focused on what you can have as opposed to what you can't have. And I think that was kind of a big takeaway from a lot of the people who came to the seminar and who are participating is thinking, you know, every diet that I've ever been on or every time I've ever thought about eating better, it's always about what you're telling me I can't have. Well, Jordan kind of put together a plan that actually said, no, we actually want you to eat more of these things, fruits and vegetables. And so the challenge pretty much is let's try to accomplish 800 grams, which, you know, you have to weigh your food, you have to enter into my fitness pal of fruits and vegetables. It can be, you know, any variety. It can be a combination of, you know, half fruit, half vegetables or more of this, more of that. But that's pretty much what the goal is for, for the entire challenge, leading us up to Memorial Day weekend. And so how do we... How are the results determined? Are they doing There's a the point results? system. Okay. So we have a really cool app on Wattify where because you're entering in everything every single day, there's kind of a point total. And so there's a leaderboard and you can kind of go on and check that out. All right. Is there any prizes given away for Absolutely. the person Absolutely. Actually, the prizes are going to be great. 
Um, you know, core where Jordan works, yep. Yep. they're throwing in um, some of their really cool tools and toys that they do, some of their testing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I believe that we are going to have some uh, product or some stuff from the farm. That oh, Jordan yeah. And yeah, Base Jordan, Camp Farms. Yeah, Base, Base Camp, Camp Farms. Farms. Awesome. So definitely some really good stuff out there. And I think a lot of people are using their stuff anyway right now for the challenge. Yeah, so. good, good. Well, good. I, I want to go kind of down this rabbit trail, um, and, and the challenge is great. I've done it before. I think it's awesome to kickstart people's nutrition. Um, but what I really want to talk about is is what your thoughts. I want to pick your brain on what your thoughts about nutrition are outside of these challenges, right? And outside of these, um, you know, because how practical how practical is it really to measure out 800 grams of vegetables? Yeah, so I I think the challenges are, you know, we just did the strong marriage or the building rock solid marriage on Saturday event, um, which is a retreat. Um, That day, you could almost call it like this really big high in the life of a marriage. Mm -hmm. So if you've been married, you know, five years, 10 years, 20 years, and you've done any sort of retreat, or maybe you go on a three-day retreat for, you know, like walk to Emmaus. Um, those are all really good things. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're probably only going to be on retreats maybe 3%, 1% to 3% of your year. True. And that's assuming you do a retreat every year. Mm-hmm. Because the other 97% is really what we're trying to strengthen, which mm-hmm. is how are we going to apply this? after the challenge how are we going to continue this health journey but not necessarily focused on this one goal of 800 grams of fruits and vegetables so for me you know i take for example like back in 2002 to 2005 food journaling was probably the one thing that i did that really made the most impact on my eating uh, this was before my fitness pal. This was before the iPhone and the apps. It was on the computer and it was a software. And I put everything that I ate. And that educated me as to how many calories were in certain foods that I was eating. Mm-hmm. It also prevented me from eating foods because this was back when I had to manually enter food items into this software. And let's say I'm at, you know, at that time I would go to Sam's Club and I would buy my chicken breast and I would buy, you know, vegetables and I would buy some different items there. If you've ever been to Sam's Club on the weekends, man, it's like a buffet. And so I would, prior to food journaling, I mean, I would indulge in whatever it is that they had. Well, when I started food journaling, I found that like, I didn't want to have to figure out what that was to have to enter it into my computer. So like where I was, I would previously randomly eat these six different things, I wasn't eating them anymore. Mm -hmm. And that probably could have added up to 500, 600 calories of who knows whatever it was. So food journaling actually prevented me from eating some foods, but it also educated me on how many calories are in a banana, how many grams of carbohydrate are in a banana, how many grams of protein, how many grams of fat, what percentages am I eating of all of these things. And so the food journaling for me for a three-year period was life-changing. So, like mm-hmm. for me, when I know how does this, how does that affect me now? Like I just went through about a three-week stage of food journaling, mm-hmm. and I know that when I food journal, 
it kind of gets me reset back. Okay. I don't need to food journal all the time, but sometimes for me, food journaling just kind of reminds me of, okay, how many calories? I'll tell you about two years ago, Chipotle was probably a weekly, if not twice a week meal for me. And I was going and I was getting, you know, some white rice. I was getting some black beans. I was getting some uh, double chicken, guacamole, uh, some, a little bit of cheese, pico, salsa. And I mean, it was a good sized bowl. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that regularly. Well, I started food journaling just because it was kind of one of those things that I wanted. I was like, let me just get back on this food journaling thing just to kind of, again, like I just did for yep. three weeks. And that bowl was like 1,350 calories. Yep. It was insane. And I thought to myself, man. And so I cut the rice and beans out. I did double bell peppers, double chicken, guac, cut the cheese, salsa, pico. And it was like a yep. 700 calorie yep. bowl, 750. Yep. So it was just, wow. I mean, and over time, when you're eating that five to 10 times a month, that stuff adds up. Yep. You know, and, and you could call that, you know, weighing and measuring your food. And so um, I think that like you could call that three year food journaling kind of like a challenge. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yep. it, it wasn't titled a challenge or, you know, but that was a big takeaway for me. At other times, I did a body for life challenge, uh, which was 90 days. It was 12 weeks. And I saw the biggest difference that I've ever seen in the body composition, my body composition in that period of time went from 16.9% body fat to 4% body fat. And really- what 4%? Happened, 4% wow. on, a, on a skin fold. So it would have wow. probably been 8% on a deck wow. side. Um, I w- I, it was the leanest that I've ever been. What that challenge taught me, and that was in the three-year period, so I was 21 years old, so that was in the three-year period of food drilling. What that taught me was when we cheat, we take so many steps backwards. Yep. In other words, if your goal is 4% body fat or 50 pounds on the scale or whatever it is that you're aiming for, fitting back in a dress, every time you eat unhealthy, you're taking like, taking like three to five steps backwards. And then every time you eat healthy, you're taking like half a step forwards. Yep. The, the cost of eating unhealthy is exponentially high. And that's what that taught me is when I went 12 weekends in a row without cheating, it was like every weekend you're gaining like a 10x return on investment. Yeah. In other words, you know, it's, it's like, a, like a real piece of real estate. You know, if you bought your home, you know, or if you buy a rental property, in the very beginning of that rental property and your, mor- your, your mortgage, you're paying a lot of interest. You know, and if it's on a 30-year note or 15-year note, whatever it is, for the first like 50 to 60%, you're paying a lot of interest. And then there becomes a point where you're paying more principal than interest. And you're getting so much more. So the curve literally, it's like the, the law of aggregate gains yeah. that Bertrand, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the curve yeah. of aggregate, aggregate gains. You're getting so much more paid off on that piece of property towards the end of the, the mortgage. And I felt like that was the case with this challenge. Like... You know, the first two or three weekends, well, to be honest with you, I think if one person listening right now pushes through one weekend, in other words, they don't cheat, they eat perfect through one weekend, that second week, that Monday after that weekend, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they're going to start seeing incredible results. Mm -hmm. Like 
their waist is going to start shrinking. Inflammation is going to go down. They're going to feel better. They're going to start seeing a little more vascularity in their body. They, they, we, just one weekend will do that. Well, imagine for me, 12, I was, I was just, I mean, let's say I, you know, took three or 4% of that body fat off in the first month. Yeah. By the time it was like the second and third month, I mean, I was taking off five to 6% just yep. because the momentum, the snowball effect. So that challenge taught me that cheating actually is the worst thing I could do. And kind of what I do now for me is I eat really healthy. And if I'm going to eat unhealthy, it's like, I, I kind of already know it. Like, I don't, it's not like I'm, you're not going to throw me a curveball. Yeah. In other words, you, it's like, you're not going to catch me at a meal and I'm going to like have this like spontaneous thought of, hmm, that sounds good. No, it's going to be like, well, we're going to be in Corpus Christi and there's a Grimaldi's and I'm going to go eat a lot of pizza because I love Grimaldi's. Yeah. And for yeah. anybody listening that's never been to Grimaldi's, it's amazing. Plug, plug <laughs> yeah, for Grimaldi's. Plug for Grimaldi's. And so it, it's, um, and outside of that, man, it's really rare that I'm going to just go into, you know, a meal and really eat it because I enjoy yeah. the way I feel. So do I, I recognize not everybody's going to be like me on that. Yeah. More pe other people are going to probably be a little bit more like, you know what I need? I need to eat something unhealthy once yeah. a week or however you want to call it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I was kind of going going along with that. Let's talk about the person who there's just there's a certain percentage, probably a large percentage, just not going to food journal outside of challenge and rewards and everything else. Uh, I think there is also a large per, uh, there's a large percentage of the people that don't have the discipline that you have that are going to cheat on the weekends, maybe once throughout the week. Myself being one of those. Um, you did a podcast, or you did the very first nutrition seminar I attended a year, I want to say it's two or three years ago, and you talked, and it was a challenge, we, we started a nutrition challenge, but you talked about these guidelines about eating, and I thought that was very beneficial. I think that's beneficial to the majority of CrossFitters, the majority of the public about this hierarchy, and you talked, you know, um, and, and I'm going to let you go into yeah. it, but you talked about quality quantity or quantity and then balance and 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 those guidelines are awesome and and i think those if you could unpack those yeah, and talk me, about so, those a so little bit. when i um when i started as a personal trainer and i worked at nutritech for cliff you know he always did a nutrition session with every single client that he started and when i started as a personal trainer he would actually do that session with my clients and then i sat in on a lot of those sessions and even when i did the body for life like that was inspired by Cliff because he had done it before. And I'd heard him teach on nutrition. And I'd kind of like really gotten a lot of, of, of knowledge from him. For me to personally go through that 12-week challenge was probably the best thing that I ever did because it, it taught me a lot about myself. Well, then all of a sudden I started doing the nutrition uh, meetings with all of my new clients. And by the time I kind of started my own business, I was at Agilent Fitness Dome. I was doing a nutrition session with every person that started working out with me. And this is kind of all how it got to these three principles, just so people have a little background. So much that I was doing the, I would actually do nutrition sessions with people, even if they didn't work out with me, they were just members of the gym and they really wanted to learn more about nutrition. So I would meet with them and I spent, you know, an hour and a half to two hours and I put this like 18 page packet together. And it was all about information. It was knowledge and 
I came up with these three things that I felt were the foundation to clean eating, being healthy. And it was quantity, quality, and balance. And quantity is, is kind of exactly what it sounds like. It's how much do you eat? And really understanding how much you eat, not just in your day, but per meal. And so a lot of people are clueless. And that's why we got a food journal. So I would often tell them, you know, food journal four or five days and bring those papers in before we meet so we can kind of get a, a little bit of understanding. This was before the apps and the phones. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was literally printed out from the software that I gave them. So they food journal for four or five days. We'd study that. I'd realize how inconsistent their caloric intake is. And I guarantee you right now, eight or nine out of 10 people listening have inconsistent intake every single day. Mm-hmm. And your body really wants consistency you know i mean you appreciate consistency that's why you probably wake around wake up around the same time every day it's probably why you eat around the same time every day it's probably why you work out around the same time of day there's this and when you don't work out around the same time of day it feels weird and when you don't eat at the around the same and so your body really likes to have this consistency well guess what we do sometimes we wake up we're rushing out the door and we don't eat and then we're we're starving and we probably have a cup of coffee to fight off some of the appetite. And then we probably ate really bad last night. So we're like, okay, well, hopefully I'm burning fat right now. And then you go to lunch and you decide to go to Mad Taco and get some chips and guac and queso or, you know, that guac in your queso, queso, and a couple tacos. And now you're stuffed because you ate too many chips because you were too hungry. Well, let's just be honest. You just probably put in 1,500 to 1,800 calories, especially if you got a soft drink or tea with sugar. So now you're stuffed. And you're describing Chris Rea in 2010, <laughs> almost to a T right now. Keep going. Sorry. And so you go literally all afternoon because you're so full that the thought of, you know, you go back and you sit at your desk or you do whatever you have to do. The thought of eating at three or four o'clock is so awful because you're so stuffed. But you know what? You're on your way home and you're starting to get hungry because it's probably been about five, six hours and you get home and there's nothing ready. So you're like, man. I'm hungry. And then you open your pantry and there's probably some chips. There's probably some goldfish. There's probably some, uh, let's just say unhealthy snacks somewhere in your home. So you start snacking on those. Well, you don't really eat a meal. So you're just kind of grazing until you figure out that, you know what, you don't have anything at home. So you're just going to order a pizza. And then you order a pizza and you've grazed for the last, you know, hour and a half and probably consumed, you know, 800 calories. And then the pizza gets there. And then you just eat till you're full, put the rest, if there's any leftover of pizza in the refrigerator, and go to sleep. And that's how you approach the day. And you probably consumed, you know, anywhere from 3,000 to 3,500 calories, which if you're, you know, 200 and 200 plus pounds and you work out for, you know, like that's about how many calories I consume every day. But the types of calories, which is the next one, which is quality those calories are terrible as opposed to if i described to you my day i'll wake up i'll have half a cup of oatmeal with half a cup of blueberries and three scrambled eggs and i use coconut oil for my butter so it's right for my uh pan so it's right about 480 calories three hours later i'll do uh, about 27 grams of protein uh, another half a cup of oats and 28 almonds so it's about another 500 calories 
And then if I work out at some point in that mid-morning, I'll have a shake right after. If I don't work out till noon, then I'll have a FitJoy bar before I work out. And then I'll have the shake right after I work out, which is 350 calories. So between those two, it's about 500 calories. And then I'll go to my afternoon, which like today was leftovers from last night, which was salmon, couscous, salad that had apple, Fuji apples and walnuts. And then that'll take me till I get home, which is when I have dinner. And that's whatever it is that we are preparing for that evening, and which is about 500 calories. And then before bed, I'll usually make a shake with uh, one scoop of protein, which is about 25 to 30 grams of protein, uh, one cup of Mutopia chocolate, and two tablespoons of natural peanut butter, which is about 500 calories. So I'm consuming the exact same amount of calories as the guy that I described prior to that, but it's a completely different quality. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it is arguably it is your body is going to respond completely different in the way you feel, perform, mm-hmm. process, metabolize. Going back to the quality point or the quantity point, that guy that I just described is going to wake up the next day or that female, if put it in context of a female, and they're going to feel gross because they ate junk. Well, what we're really dealing with is a mindset because what happens is when you feel bloated or you feel gross or your clothes don't fit, well, now your mind is starting to talk to you and say, why did you do that yesterday? You know what you should do is why don't we not eat as much today or why don't we only eat healthy? So today you're going to be a healthy person. So you wake up and you're like, I'm going to be a healthy person. And you grab a granola bar because that's what you think healthy people eat. You eat a 180 calorie granola bar. You go to work. I'm going to be healthy today. So I'm going to have a banana mid morning. And then you maybe go work out. I'm going to be healthy. So I'm going to have a turkey sandwich. And then In the afternoon, I'm going to be healthy, so I'm going to have a protein bar. And then I'm going to be healthy for dinner, so I'm going to have a salad with a small chicken breast. The day that I just described right now that the healthy person is like 1,100 calories. So you went from 3,500 calories of junk to 1,100 calories of that is, again, that's what you think is healthy, but I'm going to tell you right now that that day I just described is not. And so you're so off that your body is kind of guessing every single day that if we tracked your calories on a Monday through Sunday, you might be taking in 2,500 calories on Monday, you know, 1,200 calories in on Tuesday, 600 calories in on Wednesday, just because I don't know, you did. And then Thursday, 3,800 calories. And then Friday, you know, 1,500 calories. And then Saturday, like 8,000 calories. <laughs> and literally, if you plotted that over the course of 365 days, you would see, you know, like the EKG paper printout, like this chart that's like way up, spike down, up. And, and now let's, that's one year. Let's print that out for the lifetime of you. In other words, if you're 35 or 45 years old, let's print out your daily intake over the course of 45 years. And that's where we start realizing that your quantity is off and then your quality is very likely off if you live in the world. (laughs) And meaning just especially in our country, but there's a lot of countries that quality food, they just don't eat healthy. You know, basically you're getting pushed in the wrong direction culturally. So as a culture, and, and I live in this culture, everything out there is telling us to make the wrong choice. It's becoming really hard to be healthy just because of the current of the world. 
So the third thing is balance. Real quick, yeah. before, you, before you go to balance, um, quantity and quality. When you're working with somebody, or kind of what's your advice for folks here? Um, what's more, where do you start them at? Do you start them at quantity first? Let's start uh, this amount of calories a day, 400 each meal, or do you start them at quality first and say, listen, here, I just want, I don't care about the calories right now. I want you to just eat these types of foods. I love that question. And so it, I'm going to say it, it's, it's probably going to be, I'm going to start you with one meal. Like I have a guy right now who has been working out with me a couple months and he finally started asking some questions about nutrition. I understand that nutrition is behavior more than it is knowledge. And I understand that my relationship with my clients or anybody who's asking me advice is going to be something that I want to be in a position to where they can trust me and they're going to listen to what I ask them to do. If I am too aggressive in my approach, I could push you away. If I put way more on your plate than you can handle, I'm going to push you away. If you're not ready to take on the responsibility that I'm going to give you when it comes to nutrition, I'm going to push you away. So it's so much more about me kind of dancing with you, right? And kind of mm -hmm. understanding that like, okay, so a lot of what, I, what I'm doing is I'm asking questions, so like for the first typical week or two with clients, especially even current clients, is a lot of questions. Because the way you answer those questions, let me know what are your biggest challenges and how committed are you. Then I have the ammunition to give you the tools necessary to be successful. If you're not ready, you're not ready. Like I could give you the perfect printout with the perfect diet, I could even come cook for you, but you're not ready. So it, it's it's not it's almost like it's a lot better approach for me to say, okay, based on kind of what the conversations we've had and the way we answer these questions, I don't say it like that, but okay, this is what I want you to do. Right now, I think the biggest thing that's kind of pointing out to me that maybe we could do better is breakfast. Let's just do this. And I, I lay it out very clearly, you know, it depends. Do they have time to cook? Do they need something quick? Do they, you know, it's all based on, so it's a, I don't want to say as much as it's customized, but it kind of is. And it's not customized necessarily to you and your, your body. It's more customized to your lifestyle and your mindset. Yep. It's like, you know, I can classify you in a mindset category, like very committed, partially committed, not committed, won't do anything I ask. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so that, but, and then when I know where you're at, then I know what I, cause, cause let's be honest, Chris, if you came to me in 2011 and you, you paid me as your personal trainer and you came and you, you didn't want to change. Like, in fact, you were like, I'm just going to work out and that's what I want to do. And I don't want to eat right. And I started saying, well, all right, Chris, here's the meal plan you're going to follow. This is what I want you to do. Quality. I want you to hit these many calories. You know, like it's, it's almost like I'm failing you because I'm not meeting you where you're at. I need to meet you where you're at. And then I need to slowly kind of like I talked about uh, one of my clients who has been working out with me for 10 years and in the last 18 months has gotten shredded. And so in the last 18 months, he's gotten really committed 
And it now is his thing. It's not even my thing. I was training him this morning and he literally put together a two month meal plan that is as detailed as RP is that he designed for himself. And it includes intermittent fasting, carb cycling, like two years ago, like, but you see what happens when he got committed and he got in, he's doing the MyFitnessPal. He paid for the premium version. He's, you know, it's like, it's almost like he's motivating me mm-hmm. with his level of commitment to his meal plan. And that's when it's awesome. Because now it's not even like Charlie had to do anything. You did it all. So, so let, me, let me ask that question a little bit differently now. I see where you're going with that, made customizable. Let's talk about the CrossFitter who comes in is very committed to CrossFit and is very committed and, and, and just comes up to you and says, I'm committed to this nutrition thing. What do I do? Where do you start that person? And, and it's a little bit different in that they're, they're committed. They're, 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 almost, they're all in and they're going to do it. And let's say for this which scenario, the they're going to do person, it. Which is the best kind of person. Do you give them the whole Monte? Do you give them the quantity, quality balance? And we'll talk about balance here in a minute. Do you give that all to them at once? I'm going to ask or? them, tell me what you're doing. Because there's a reason that they came to me or they, came, they even thought to ask that question. And so I, I have to know what they're doing and where they're feeling that they're not getting the results in order to help them. And an easy question that I really like to ask is there's a book called The One Thing. And his you know, approach, his thesis for this book is what is the one thing that by doing that thing will impact everything else? And we can spin that off in everything, right? We can talk about mm-hmm. that in your family. We can talk about that in your business. We can talk about that in nutrition. So like nutritionally speaking, I say, okay, so right now, because you're really good, and I say you, but I'm talking to the listener, at self-assessing yourself. Like you probably know your biggest weaknesses and you probably know what you need to change. Sometimes you just need to get it out and you need to, you know, confess it, right? And kind of like own up to it. And so I'm like, okay, so right now, what is the one thing that you're doing that you think you shouldn't be doing with your diet nutritionally? And the person who's very committed, like you're speaking of, oh man, you know what? I just don't cook. Okay. So why don't you cook? I don't have time and I don't know what to cook. Okay. Have you ever tried food journaling just to kind of see how many calories? Yeah, I did it, but you know what? I couldn't figure out. I couldn't, I went to this one place and didn't have the food. So I stopped. Okay. So when they say that to me, it tells me they're quitting. They're just, they haven't really tried. Like they want me to, they think in their mind that 98% of their problem is an answer that I have. And in fact, they are 98% of their problem. I love you, whoever's listening, if that's you, but you are the problem. Like you have not fully committed to anything that you said you're going to do. The habit that you have at seven o'clock at night or whatever it is, whether it's the glass of wine, you know, maybe missing meals, you know, maybe having ice cream or all, you know, we could list them. That's the problem. And until you're ready to admit that problem and start actually doing something about it, you're not going to get anywhere. So the the third piece is balance. And so balance, I feel like the best education that I got on balance was the zone diet. And that was introduced to me by CrossFit because back when I attended my nutrition at my level one seminar, the 
type of teaching that they did when it came to nutrition was a combination of a paleo, which is just single ingredient foods, which is kind of what I talk about when it comes to, to quality, mm-hmm. is eating more single ingredient foods um, than, than processed foods, a majority of single ingredient foods. And then the balance, which is 30% protein, 30% fat, and 40% carbs. And really trying to accomplish that per meal. That's why I have in the morning three eggs with half a cup of blueberries, half a cup of oatmeal, and one teaspoon of coconut oil is because that becomes a really good, and that's why I have the half a cup of oats, one scoop of protein, and 28 almonds is because that combination of fats, carbs, and proteins, according to Dr. Barry Sears, who created the zone diet, not, not for weight loss purposes. It just happened to, if you ever read that book, it just happened to become something he was working on in, in another area for his, for doc, for, he's a doctor, and it happened to be really good for weight loss. And so that's how the, the zone diet came to be. And that happens to put you in what he calls the zone, fat burning zone. And so that that's gonna work the, the quality, quantity, and balance is probably going to work for nine out of 10 people. You know, these days you have a lot of people who are talking about intermittent fasting. You have a lot of people talking about the keto diet. You have a lot of people talk about, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, macros. And I think that's like nowadays there's so many more workout plans coming out. And it's just, but I think at the core, you know, like when it comes to working out, we just got to move, right? We just mm-hmm. got to exercise. Like, I mean, do push-ups, you know, yeah, move some weight around and get your heart rate up and exercise like where you, how you do it. I mean, at the core, there's some pieces that are fundamental to working out. And I think CrossFit has been done the best job of identifying those fundamentals. And then for nutrition, I really think it's like as simple as quality, quantity, and balance. And we kind of sometimes overcomplicate that. Now, you're going to have to food journal to be able to understand what those how to understand those pieces better you know the the food that you intake you have to understand that you know that's got a certain caloric intake there's a certain breakdown of those calories fats carbs and protein and your body's going to respond best to a certain percentage of those and so it requires a little work but then again everything that's going to give you a great return is probably going to require some work. Yeah, I think that's a good. I think that's a good place to end it, Charlie. Awesome. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast, where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.